We're going to be picking up here in our psychomagnetic self-talk series uh, where we help you shift what you're emotionally attracted to and repelled by so that you can shift what results you attract or repel with your actions. And in this installment, we're going to be starting to break down the two main internal frameworks for self-talk, radiant self-talk and vacuous self-talk. Uh, if you've ever struggled with being hard on yourself, if you've ever gotten down on yourself, if you're always worried about like being good enough, um, you know that kind of thing, then chances are you're using the wrong kind of self-talk. Uh, but if you can learn how to use the right kind, well, then you can literally transform your life. And I've seen this repeatedly. So the heart of this is just the way that you talk to yourself. And so today we're going to be breaking down that framework. Before we get into it, just want to say thank you guys so much for coming out and supporting me, especially you guys on YouTube. But if you really want to support me, check out the Universal Man Vanguard, which is my private community for helping guys live on the front lines of life and unleash their apex potential. Um, it's the Vanguard is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, lots of awesome stuff happening. Going to be having some new uh, additions and you know tweaks and upgrades to it here coming soon, which I'll talk more about um, as they they roll out. But uh, yeah, make sure you check that out if you're interested and joining you know, a group of like-minded guys who are doing, doing cool stuff with themselves. All right, let's get into this topic here. The big question that really lies at the root of your relationship with yourself is whether or not you believe you have inherent dignity. Okay, like If you believe that you have some kind of intrinsic essential goodness that's kind of unconditional – that is an entirely different mindset than someone who doesn't believe that, all right? And I separate these two by saying, you know, one is a radiant sense of self and the other is a vacuous sense of self. So the radiant sense, it means that you believe that you have some kind of like internal goodness. It's like a, an infinite light. You can call it, you know, in spiritual terms, it's the divine spark of the creator. Um, and it's like regardless of what you do, you can't get rid of that inherent goodness. And it's like this light shining out inside of you, hence radiant, okay? Even if maybe they theoretically believe that, um, they often don't act like it. They haven't really internalized this belief and they operate from a vacuous framework where they're essentially showing up like someone who believes that they need to earn all of their worth. Like they're only as good as how much status they have. So it's like, you know, they, they constantly feel like they need to do good things or make, uh, you know, achieve accomplishments or X, Y, Z in order to have value. And so what that means is that like essentially they view like themselves as having no value, like baseline. They've got no value. They've just maybe got potential, but like they've got kind of this black hole that they need to fill and get more and more and more status in order to feel Good enough, really. You got to take a stand on where you and what you believe on this regard because it changes everything in relation to how much you, how you talk to yourself. Really, it's it's the the biggest determining factor. Um, and so, if you believe that you have inherent dignity, then you have to treat yourself that way, right? And you got to model that in your relationship with yourself. And I would argue that this is far, far, far and away more effective than what most people do, which is kind of just 
they treat themselves like an object. They treat themselves as something that doesn't have any inherent value and they need to somehow shape and force and push themselves to success. And you see people out there all the time there, you know, who, who reach high levels of success, but they're not happy. You know, we, we see, you know, stuff in uh, like celebrities and, you know, high powered, you know, athletes of people who are just, you know, depressed by, you know, all measures of status. They should be satisfied with themselves, but they're not. They're depressed. Um, sometimes they even commit suicide in this sort of thing because they do not have a connection to their own inherent sense of worth. And so what we got to do is we got to learn how to connect with that. And we got to really model that. All right. And so what I want to do now is walk through some examples of exactly what this kind of self-talk looks like, of you operating from a radiant, dignified sense of self. And you'll realize that as you start practicing this, this is actually, it doesn't just feel better. It's way more effective at getting you to show up as the person that you want to be. Kind of the, the baseline thing is you treat yourself with respect, okay? Even when things aren't going your way, even when you've screwed up, even when you've made mistakes, even when you've been rejected, right? And most people, they do the opposite. <laughs> they treat themselves poorly uh, when those things go wrong, when they don't feel good enough. Their level of kindness and goodness to themselves is reflective of, you know, how much they're currently feel like they're winning in life. You know, it's like if they, they'll be kind to themselves and like themselves and love themselves if, you know, they just got a promotion or they just scored that date or, you know, they think they're looking particularly good in the mirror. But, you know, if they're maybe not looking so good in the mirror or maybe they just, you know, lost a promotion, maybe they got fired, maybe they got rejected by a girl, all of a sudden they engage, engage in self-destructive actions, right? And so uh, we want to make sure that that, that good treatment of ourselves, it doesn't go away. Right. And so we have to recognize, all right, so unconditionally, I'm good and I'm going to treat myself good. And practically in self-talk terms, like one of the most important things with that is refusing to lie to yourself. You really want to avoid lying to yourself um, because essentially you, pra you get good at what you practice. And the root of most internal dysfunction, as far as I can tell, is uh, the result of lying to yourself. That's what an addiction is. An addiction is someone who habitually lies to themselves about what they really want and about what's really good for them, right? And we've gotten kind of, as a culture, more accustomed to lying to ourselves. And some people even use it as a strategy. Like Michael Jordan, for example, if you watch the, the Last Dance documentary, he's someone who's, uh, I think, maybe not entirely, but in part, a great example of someone who has gotten really far using vacuous energy, right? I'm not saying vacuous energy isn't powerful, but it comes with big drawbacks. And so one of the things that Michael Jordan would do is he would, he would figure out how could he get himself more fired up. And he wasn't against lying to himself. Uh, at least that's the way it made it sound. It's like he, he like made it up that someone said something, you know, talked some trash to him, disrespected him, but they didn't. But he used that. He lied to himself about that so he could get himself worked up so that he could perform better. And so, you know, I'm not going to argue that it worked for him, but is like, and, and it made him a great basketball player. But does that lead to holistic life improvement? Does that, is Michael Jordan the best at life? You know, I would say no. You look at his personal life and that sort of thing. And, you know, I'm not trying to judge anyone, but I'm just trying to say that there are, like, there are ramifications for lying to yourself. 
So you always want to avoid that. So refusing to lie to yourself is a baseline thing in your self-talk. Okay. Now let's get into pursuing your goals. Okay. If you're going to pursue your goals from a radiant perspective, okay, you want to make sure that you are pursuing them as like a reflection of the goodness you already have. So let's talk about getting in shape. This is an easy example. So if you're someone who wants to get in shape from a radiant perspective, it's like, all right, I'm good. And so since I'm good, I'm going to give myself the gift of being physically fit. That's it. It's like, you know, I think this is a nice reflection of my dignity. That's the purpose is to bring your faculties, your status in alignment with that dignity. And so that's how you talk to yourself about it. Be like, you know, you're already good, man. You're already good. But, you know, let's let's try and reflect that goodness in the way that we show up. Let's try and reflect that goodness in our physical fitness. Okay. And so that would be the way that you would talk to yourself when it comes to that goal. Now, on the vacuous side, which is the way most people do it, it's like they basically say, hey, yeah, you kind of suck unless you do this. It's like without being fit, well, then you're just a fat, you know, skinny, fat, slob loser, right? (laughs) And it might not be that uh, mean. Sometimes it's even more mean. Uh, You should hear the the way some people think and talk about themselves. Um, But sometimes it's, it's just that general sentiment of like, you have to do this or you're not good enough. That's a vacuous mentality. And a lot of this self-talk, as we've talked about before, it happens beneath the surface. And so you got to bring it to the surface and be like, all right, what's what's the implicit narrative that I'm operating in here around my goals? You know, I see this with guys who are trying to, um, you know, improve their discipline. It's like, you better improve your discipline or else you suck. It's like, no, we don't want to do it like that. We want to be, hey, you know, we want to improve our discipline because that's a good reflection of the goodness already inside you. That's a good reflection of your dignity. That's a dignified action. That's that's the way you want to be thinking about pursuing goals. Let's say you're in the pursuit of a goal, but you experience failure. The vacuous man will say, ah, you did bad, so you are bad. Because the vacuous man conflates his status with his worth. He says they're the same thing. And so when his status falls due to some sort of failure, and it could be status in anything, it could be moral status, physical status, sexual status, uh, financial status, whatever. Like if he takes a hit, he feels worse about himself. Um, And because that's who he thinks he is. He thinks he is his status. He doesn't believe that there's anything really inside him. Right. And so he gets down on himself. And often this can become a catalyst of snowballing into other sorts of self uh, escaping sort of actions. Right. Because if you don't think you're good, well, then you're not going to even want to be present with yourself. Our brain, it's like a, a goodness seeking missile. It wants to be in union and present with things that we define as good and avoid things that we define as bad. So when we define ourselves as bad, what does that trigger? It triggers escapism. Right. If you experience failure from a radiant perspective, the way that you want to talk to yourself is like, all right, yes, this hurts. And yes, this isn't good. Like we don't want to fall into the trap that some people do. It's like, oh, well, if I'm inherently perfectly good, well, then who cares if I do good or bad? Who cares if like I screw something up? It doesn't matter at all. And like, of course it does. Of course it does. Um, But it's not the way that the vacuous guy views it. It doesn't, it's not a reflection of your intrinsic worth. Really what the conversation has to be about is about your nature and alignment. So, for example, like let's say that you, you know, failed to go to the gym, okay? And, you know, if we're going to stick with the fitness one because it's a simple one. Um, the way you want to handle that from a radiant perspective is be like, okay, well, here's the thing. If your nature is one of goodness, 
Well, then when we deny our goodness, you know, we fail to honor that in some form or another, well, then it's going to hurt and it should hurt because that's the, the nature of our being is that when we go against our nature in some form or another, pain occurs. And that pain is an incentive to tell us to get back on track and an incentive to work in alignment with who we want to be. So, for example, if I take my finger, you know, you guys forgive me if you see me do this example. If I look at my finger here, it bends like this. That's the nature of my finger, right? If I start going against that nature by bending it the other way, it's going to start hurting. And if I pull it all the way, it's going to hurt really, really bad, right? And so it's the same way with this. It's, it's the conversation with yourself should be about the pain you inflict. It's like, you know, my finger's still good even if I'm bending it, right? It's still an intrinsically good part of me, but I can break it and hurt it, right? And I don't want to do that because I value myself, right? And so that's where, like, if you screw something up, you want to be looking at it and, and asking yourself, ah, okay, how did I deny my dignity here? And what can I learn? How can I improve? How can I avoid doing such a thing in the future? And if you struggle with this kind of failure a lot, and a lot of people do, um, you it can take some reconditioning. <clears throat> it can take some reconditioning to really get yourself on track with it. And because so many guys, it's just so reflexive to go into the self-loathing, you know, despair, whatever. And so if you want to help recondition that, then make sure you check out my Metascript method guide, which you can get by clicking the link below in the description uh, for my free guides and check out the Metascript method. It's a journaling method that really helps you drill these kinds of self-talk patterns uh, in a very, very efficient and effective way. So make sure you check that out. What about like that actual moment of discipline? Okay, say you don't want to fail anymore. Well, if you don't want to fail, and this is one of the things we talk about in the Metascript method, is like you got to improve the way that you show up in the critical moments of decision. These little junction points where you either go left toward the good or left toward the bad thing or right toward the good thing. The vacuous guy, he just applies pressure to himself. He just kind of tries to bully himself. It's like, all right, man, it's time to go to the gym. It's, you better do it or else you suck. Get out there, you little weak wussy. You know, that's I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm making a caricature here. But that's that's the general strategy is to just apply, apply this sort of negative pressure on themselves in hopes of getting themselves to comply. And the better approach is to instead focus on the fact that you're going to give yourself a gift, right? If you believe you're good – then you know one of the, the the hallmark aspects of radiant energy, radiant masculinity is this idea of abundance, of gift. It's like, all right, if I'm good, well, I'm going to share my goodness, and I'm going to share my goodness in good ways with good people. And if I'm good, and I'm a good person, and I'm supposed to share good gifts, well, then I'm going to give myself good gifts. And guess what? I'm going to give myself the gift of this act of discipline. And part of what makes the gift is that it's a sacrifice. This doesn't make it instantly comfortable, but the way that you frame it is like, hey, all right, I know you don't want to go to the gym right now, but listen, like we're going to get through this, okay? It's going to feel a little spike of discomfort, you know, as we kind of get ourselves going, and maybe it'll feel physically uncomfortable at the gym, but we're going to feel like so much better. Like once we get our gym clothes on, we'll be like halfway there, and then once we like get our workout done and we're we're through with it for the day, we're going to feel like amazing. And if we keep this up, well, then we're going to feel even better because, you know, we're going to be in shape and all that kind of stuff. Right. So this is how you want to be doing it. Thinking about it from a gift based mentality whenever there's sacrifice involved, which is pretty much any scenario where you're trying to enact discipline. How does this self-talk look around suffering? 
Like, what if you've got suffering in your life that is outside of your control? Like, let's say you get sick. Let's say you're struggling in the economy. Maybe you got like fired or maybe you can't find a, a job or something like that. Okay. Well, the vacuous man, you know, as he doesn't get the things that he wants, he doesn't get the things that are important to him. He gets really down on himself and, you know, often he will dis despair, you know, fall into escapism, um, maybe start projecting, getting angry at other people, um, that sort of thing. And what we want to do instead is we want to actually become more present with ourselves uh, to a degree. Like if you're an actual legit like physical anguish, th there's something to be said for tuning, tuning out and occupying yourself as a gift to yourself. But in general, before you do that, the idea is like you have to actually become present with your pain and understand it. You have to understand like what you're going through, right? This is where we get into the, uh, you know, we're talking about, resonant self-talk where you actually connect with yourself well that's that's you know a whole part of this radiant self-talk model where it's like you have to care about what you're you're dealing with really feel it really understand it really care about it and then really go to do something about it you know, the best that you can and sometimes you know you can't do anything externally you know maybe you can't do anything um, to fix the economy uh, you can obviously do what you can to try and find a job regardless, but what you can always do is work on your mindset, work on your optimism, work on your fortitude, that sort of thing. And so, you know, that's what you want to be giving yourself. That's what you want to be feeding yourself. Okay. Two more things here. We'll, we'll just go through really quick. We'll talk about how do you want to deal with rejection and how you want to deal with success. The rejection one probably deserves its an entire video in and of itself, but I'll, I'll give you the, the basic rundown here. All right. So say, a girl rejects you that you're asking out on a date, or maybe you know you you're you're married and you know your wife rejects sex or something like that. Okay, <laughs> the the vacuous mentality is one that says, "Oh, you suck," and or they suck, right? They just they get down on themselves, or they get mad at the other person, or they do both, right? What we want to do instead is honor both our dignity and their dignity. All right. You're not any better or any worse, whether you get, you know, like whether you get rejected or you get affirmed. Okay. You're not, neither of those things affect your inherent dignity, your inherent worth. And also, they're not inherently any better or any worse, even if they showed up like a total jerk. All right. Like we can say that's not good. We can say that that, that behavior is not reflective of their dignity and it's going to cause them pain and they shouldn't do that, but they're not worse because of it, you know? Um, and so what we want to be doing instead is focusing on what we can control and, you know, what the other possibilities are that can actually continue, continue to help us work from this frame of gift and dignity. So maybe in relation to her, if we want to give her the benefit of the doubt, it's like, okay, maybe she'll come around. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I could have showed up differently. Um, maybe she's just having a bad day. Whatever. You know, it's, the focus, you, you don't really want, to, want it to be on them. You want the focus to be on you, okay? And so in this scenario, like, you want to say, did I do anything that I could improve? You know, maybe you, you approach the woman, but you're really awkward and nervous. Well, then, you know, take ownership of that. That's a gift to yourself to acknowledge your shortcomings for the sake of improving yourself is a gift to yourself. That's that's pretty uh, that's radiant. That's good, right? Um, 
Maybe you need to identify a path for yourself to improve. Maybe you didn't do anything wrong and you just need to say, hey, man, you're totally fine, right? But the big thing is you just can't let their rejection of you lead to you rejecting you. That's the most important thing, hands down. And, you know, this is important too, even in success, because the vacuous guy, when he succeeds, when he gets what he wants, he thinks that he's better then. And what this eventually leads to is him thinking that he's better than other people. And this is what you see with a lot of the people who got a lot of money and power, et cetera. They think just because they got the money and power, just because they got the success, they're better than other people and they can disrespect them. They can dishonor other people's dignity. They can you know, be that powerful person who can squash others down because they have the power to do so. Uh, I think instead, if you ex- experience success, celebrate the win. Yeah, because wins feel good. But let's look at the process. You know, How well did we actually show up as the person that we wanted to be? in the success, because that's really what's more important. How much in alignment with our nature of dignity did we show up to achieve that? Because sometimes you can show up poorly and still win, right? It's not just about winning. It's about the way you play the game, right? And so that's that's what this self-talk is all about. It's about being able to be present with yourself unconditionally and honor your dignity. And if you can get this down, then the, the way it feels to live inside of your own head will completely transform. And so for a lot of guys, as they start practicing this stuff, it's a real mind fuck. Like they just, they, they, they're just like, oh my God, I've been operating my whole life in this old way of thinking. And they need some help getting their, their head around this new approach, which is really where uh, the, the vanguard can be really helpful because a lot of guys are practicing this kind of stuff and they can help you flesh things out and you know you can work with me and everything. So make sure you check out the vanguard by checking the, the link below. And if you guys like this, make sure you like, subscribe, you hit the notification bell, you leave a comment and you do all that kind of stuff because that really helps the channel out. But thank you so much for watching this segment. 